The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. If you die and you come back and do that thing, you get to become back player of the year. Thousands of years of the world's history have been based on that very presence. <laughs> Hello, boys. Hey. So, did you get that radio the old switcheroo? I did. Hmm? And the Christian rock? Resurrected. So you're saying Jesus should have got comeback player of the year? Because he, he came did. back. He did. Yeah. And look what I pried off of his bumper. A Jesus fish. Yes. He, ultimate, he ultimately got comeback Damn player that of the year. Damn that Doubting Thomas. What the hell does he know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doubting Thomas is the AP. Yeah. Doubting Thomas is who voted for Joe <laughs> Flacco. So you're pretty religious. That's right. So is it a problem that I'm not really religious? Not for me. Why not? I'm not the one going to hell. And this has been Theology 001 <laughs> with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man look like he want to fight. He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth. Talk about it. We all about it. They make the plans. We sit and count. Our chairs stack it just like a mountain. You heard about it. She running her mouth. She wants to ride it. Can't believe football season is officially over. Good. Took a lot longer than I thought it would, to be perfectly honest with you. Chiefs win another one last night, besting the 49ers 25-22 for the Super Bowl. We will talk about how Chewy was wrong about Taylor Swift being a distraction. Oh, she's a distraction. Maybe she's their good luck charm. They won the damn Super Bowl. She's a distraction because when they show her on the TV all the time, it's usually followed by some choice words out of my mouth. Her boyfriend included. We'll get to that. Her boyfriend. (laughs) A lot of disdain behind those syllables right there, big guy. General game reaction this morning. Boring. I was so bored until like the fourth quarter. The fact that we were Googling, guys, lowest scoring football, Super Bowl rather, and of course, we had, I think we had talked about it when we did the Superb Owl Squares last week, but it was the 13-3 to Patriots over the Rams mm. in 2019. The fact that we were Googling that for comparison's sake just tells you how crappy that game was. And I will tell you this, Chew, tell me if I'm way off on this. At halftime, I was grinding my gears because I was like, well, the Packers could have been in this game. The pack. At least I know the Packers could move the ball downfield. By the end of the season, the Packers' offense was efficiently moving the chains. And I know that the Chiefs have a good defense. Everybody kept telling me that. But at least I felt like, oh, they're showing the MVS touchdown up there. MVS giveth, MVS taketh away, MVS giveth again. Am I wrong in that? Am I wrong no. in thinking the Packers could have moved the ball better than the 49ers uh, did? I don't know about better as well. Um... The difference is their defenses are a click more talented than the Packers. Yeah. Right. And hopefully that'll change. Um, but it was, I mean, it was very boring. Was that, it wasn't as boring as Patriots Rams, but no. it was a little bit of a snoozer. And some of the things, don't they do, 
the uh, evaluation of the first half after the music played? I thought that was kind of weird. Well, they no, they kind of do it because they have to have everybody has to get in place, set up the stage. Yeah, everybody's oh, got to okay. get in place. So then you do that yeah. with JJ Watt and his hair doing most of the analysis, and then you you know. <laughs> Get to see Did yeah. anyone hear anything J.J. Watt said, or were we all just going? <laughs> I was watching, who was to the far right? It's Phil Sims and the other guy are the exact same. They are. On the Boomer, bookend. Boomer, the bookend. The Boomer and Phil? <laughs> yeah, the bookends, yeah. One of them was holding his mic like this, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Well, I said to the guys at the gathering that we were at, I said, what is it like to know that no one gives a bleep about what you're saying right now? Because basically you're just filler until we get to yes. Usher. Yeah. Which we, we'll talk about Usher in the halftime show as the show goes on this morning. But Gabe, was your reaction, especially in the first half, that this was a boring-ass Super Bowl? Yeah, it was very, very boring. And I didn't agree with my friends of the... Because I got a lot. I mean, there's a group text that, you know, that's basically a Packers group text at this point with, with all my college roommates and a couple other people hit me up. Oh man, this could have been the Packers. This, and I guess I just wasn't there because it was the divisional round. Like this didn't this wasn't as much as when the Packers after they lost to Seattle in 14. Like that one was more, oh man, this could have been us because you're still a step away from uh, being like, the, oh, this could have been it us. It drives know? me nuts when people do that though. Nuts. Yeah. Can't we just be happy with the season that they had? Apparently not. The season that they had was unbelievable. Absolutely. Okay, let's just leave it at that and build off of that instead of, oh, we could have. It's hard. It's hard to win that game. Uh, well, it's Patrick hard to Mahomes. get to that game, right? <laughs> We're going to talk about yeah. that as well. Apparently, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you've got all the cheat codes. Um, Chu, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like you're talking to me specifically about this because my thought was just that the Packers' offense at the end of the season was firing on all cylinders, was clicking so well. Like, there were times where I was... 100% confident that when Jordan Love got the ball on first and 10, they were going to find the end zone. Like there were that's how good they were at the end of the year. So to watch this game where the teams were both struggling to move the ball and punt and uh, it just was I was like, "Oh, could have should have woulda." So I get what you're saying, enjoy and be happy about what did happen, yeah. but there was a part of me that was like, "Man, every time they the uh, these two teams punted the ball or couldn't find the end zone or they kicked another field goal. I was like, man, and that opportunity just. What would the large. line have been? If it had been Packers Chiefs line Chiefs by five. F- I was going to say four. Sure, yeah. but again, Wait, it depends to... on how much the Packers would have beaten the Niners. Yeah, by. you have to factor in the Niners win, and the Niners win would have vaulted them ahead of a lot of teams. So it would have probably been two to three max. I, I just the defense does it for me. Like they didn't have a good enough defense to get there, even though they were playing better at the end of the year. But which is fine. We, I didn't think they were going to can Barry. He's gone. We're moving forward. Things are good. Yeah, and to your point, Jen, like the the offense was playing, but they were playing too perfect. Too you know? perfect. It, it, well, What's no, too but perfect? but it was. You knew it was going to be. You knew it was a hot streak. You knew it wasn't sustainable. You know, it kind of had the feeling oh, of... like when Marquette was shooting 70% from the floor and you were like, well, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is a lot, yeah. this is a lot of fun. to regress to the meeting. At some point, you're yeah. not going to be... And that's what happened to them in that fourth quarter against the Niners. I mean, it the bottom fell out against the Niners in the fourth quarter, but you knew the perfection that they were playing with just wasn't going to last. And that's when, to Chewie's point, you needed the defense to be able to step up. Because when you look at what the Chiefs did or what the 49ers did, like the Chiefs didn't ride Patrick Mahomes all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, certainly 
they rode him in the fourth quarter in overtime to get the win last night, but they won that game against Baltimore 17-7. to Like, the defense is the one Mm -hmm. that got them in this position. And when you look back at some of the other games the Packers have played in the years they've gotten to the Super Bowl, like you guys, Chew, the offense didn't play great in the slot fest against San Francisco. Uh, No, because you couldn't throw the ball. Because you couldn't throw the ball. But the defense really stepped up for you guys. In the NFC Championship game in 2010, Packers offense didn't play great in that game. Defense stepped up. And that's, hopefully to me, the next iteration of with Halfley coming in. All right. So now when Jordan Love has a game where he might throw an interception or two, like he did against San Francisco this year, the defense can step up and go, you know what, Jordan? We got you. We'll, we'll, we'll take us to the next level, and then you can take care of it when we get to the next level. And the nice thing next year is the Packers will be the darlings, right? Everyone is sick of the Chiefs. I'm sick of the Chiefs. They can go away and take the 49ers with you, Right. I mean, aren't you getting that fatigue? Are you doing a little projection here, buddy? I'm not saying they're going to get there. They'll get there two years. I'm saying the Chiefs. I enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes because I hated Tom Brady his entire career. And now I'm enjoying a great, like one of the best ever. And I'm having fun. Like, are they unlikable? I don't view them as that. I think we're just sick of them. Were you sick of the Patriots? Minus Tom Brady. I, I thought they were cheaters, so I hated them. Okay. I don't know. I just have fatigue. That's well, fair. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying the phenomenon that you are expressing is not real, but I also can't sit here and get on board with it when I also feel like that same fatigue is what contributes to Giannis Antetokounmpo not getting an MVP award when he deserves <laughs> yeah. an MVP award. Sure. Because people are tired of his greatness, you know? Mm-hmm. So I believe that that phenomenon is real. We have seen it. We have experienced it. But for that reason, I will not support it. <laughs> <laughs> Is Shanahan a choker? A little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. A yeah. little bit. I mean, that's three. Gabe, you have the quotes about the overtime stuff. Yeah. Well, the three I'm thinking of is Atlanta. Yeah. No, he's... Because he choked there. Yeah, and br- there's then... a little bridesmaid here happening. Yeah. Uh, so this was from a Ringer article kind of discussing overtime and and how the Chiefs had an overtime plan that they had discussed. Like, they had discussed the new rules because this was the first offseason where both teams, even if you scored a touchdown, were guaranteed a possession. And this was the first overtime that we had this postseason. Another thing that we were Googling last night as as it was developing, also with the clock. We were also Googling, why is there a clock in overtime? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You don't need the clock. The clock got I knew the rules. I knew the new rules, the clock, I didn't know what I th- was happening. And we appreciated, we had already looked it up at this point, but we appreciated um, Tony Romo explaining yes. to the masses, because we were like, wait a minute, is the game over when the clock, why is the clock running? This is overtime, they both get a, sh-. anyway, continue game. Uh, so this this article kind of talked about how the Chiefs like had discussed back in training camp, hey, when we get to the playoffs, things are going to be different. And apparently the 49ers did not do the same. According to this article from The Ringer, multiple San Francisco players said after the game that they were not aware of the overtime rules and that they're different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Kyle, uh, fullback Kyle Yusek said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive and they won the toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. Yeah. 
Quote, I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy. Chewy, that's brutal. Whoops. How does that happen? Yeah, that's on San Francisco. I mean, is it time to make it universal well, wait a across minute. Is the that whole season? On the head coach? Like, oh, who, sure. Who does that fall on? Head coach. You don't have a plan? You're not discussing that's said plan bad. with your well, team? Not, not even that, but it almost appears as though you don't know that it's different. Like that you don't even it, know that the that the the rules are different this year, which would explain why he decided to yeah. take the ball. Because mm-hmm. you never take the ball, right? In that situation. No. You want to know you what you see. need to do. Yeah, you want to know what they have done so you can respond and, to it. And he tried to explain it away with, "Well, but if we score and they score, but then we would get no. the first time with the yeah. third, no, the third no, possession." Not, yeah, he no. didn't. Nobody no. takes that ball first because you watch the Chiefs; they knew. I have four downs because my season's over. For that entire over. series, right. exactly. All right, are the Chiefs a dynasty now? They're asking that on yes. Get Up this morning. Yeah. Um, that is two Super Bowl wins in four seasons, three Super Bowl wins in four seasons. Yeah. They went. They go back-to-back, first team to go back-to-back in 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Well, so yeah, so, uh, and three, Denver? so three and five, I guess. Is it Denver? Uh, that's no, that's going to sting. The last one was oh, Patriots. Patriots. Okay, all right, that's not as you, bad. You, you did the Broncos thing to yourself. Oh, yeah. and so then that's what uh, Kelsey was talking about last night on the podium about being back to back to back. Like nobody's talking done, about. Nobody's yeah. done a three peat in, in with the Super Bowl. Yeah, nobody's Come won three on, in a row. Buffalo. Come on, Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here for crying out loud? You wouldn't be happy for Andy. Enough. <laughs> You've had enough. <laughs> You don't get fatigued. Andy's Andy's got three. He's this yeah. is crazy to me. I like Andy Reid a lot. So him succeed. I mean, him falling on top of Chris Jones, like getting on the ground with him. That's cool. He's a likable guy. And also oh, Andy's in, great. NFC, they're an AFC team. Rather, we're in the NFC. Like yeah. you, you don't see them, and yeah. maybe you play one game here and there. It's not like they've been like beating your ass over and over and over. I like just... to spread it around a little bit. <laughs> spread the wealth. Yeah. Now it's happy San Francisco lost. <laughs> Choke on it. Well, you understand how it worked, right? The no. Chiefs had to win for San Francisco yeah. to lose. <laughs> Chewie was rooting for a tie. Yeah. Chewie was still was. hoping that when he woke yes. up in the morning, the game would still be happening. He hadn't considered that. Chewie was rooting for a power outage at yeah. Allegiant Stadium and the game not to take place. When I went to bed, the sixth overtime period. I went to bed knowing exactly what was going to happen. Okay. No. Oh, you, you didn't? Get, you knew you that. didn't. You didn't know in the end Shanahan would choke. When um, did you go to bed? Uh, nine minutes to go in the third quarter. I texted you guys. I oh, said good yeah. night. You did give us the warning. Yep. Uh, I appreciate that. I thought you were saying that the game was over. That's oh, what no. I thought it was. Well, it was <laughs> in was, my mind. The score just had so to I change. went to bed. Uh, you're telling me you knew that McCole Hardman was going to score the game-winning touchdown? Please. I didn't know that. I just knew <laughs> he didn't even know it. To be perfectly honest, when you with let you. Andy Reid hang around, he's going to figure you out. Okay, so let me ask you that because that is something that we were discussing last night as well. Because the play calling in the first half was really suspect. And for Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, frankly, to be two of the best play callers in the league, mm-hmm. I asked you, Chu, in our group text, I said, what in the world is Reid calling? And you said a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> Which he was. <laughs> but what you they did wrong. is they figured out Kelsey. And that's why yeah. Kelsey got frustrated. Mm-hmm. You bother him off the line, you get him off of his rhythm, and he flips out on the coach, which he exactly did. Now, I don't know if... Who's the linebacker that went on Greenlaw? Yeah. Yeah. Which is terrifying, by the way. Awful. That hurt. But that's how you defend him. And I don't know if they didn't have the personnel to keep that going. Well, I mean, you know who the backup linebacker behind Trey Greenlaw. So you go from Trey Greenlaw to... 
Oren Burks. Oh. What? Really? Who played really well for most of the season, yeah, I mean, but he's still Oren Burks. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not an all-pro inside yeah. linebacker. Ryan from Guanago weighing in on our ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. That number, of course, 800-990-3776. Iowa said, great game. Well, especially at the beginning of the second half. <laughs> what punt, happened? Punt, That's a punt, scoring, punt. Uh, oh, scoring I was off. <laughs> yeah. Very familiar with that. It's like the light bulb. <laughs> I was like, get it's a, a lot. It's a Monday. Yeah. We're going to give them a little bit of time to work into it. All He's right, got the jet lag here. from going from the Eastern time zone mm-hmm. to the Central time zone. Chewie just brought this up. He said the uh, Kelsey was frustrated. We saw the clip that went viral of him getting in Andy Reid's face. We want to talk to the big guy about this because you're the only one who has ever suited up. I'm sure there were moments of frustration for you and your teammates. Is it ever okay to, uh, you know, uh, uh, give a little shove? That's always okay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> give a little shove <laughs> to the head coach of your football team. We'll discuss that right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Gabe Notcha here for, from ESPN Milwaukee to tell you about my friends at Ewald Automotive. Ewald always makes it easy and it's auto show time right now in Milwaukee. The best time to shop newest cars, trucks, and SUVs. But you don't have to wait until the show. The experience you can experience your favorite models at your nearest Ewald now to get special auto show savings with top dollar for your trade in on over 700 vehicles in stock. Matched by Ewald's 20 exclusive 20 year 200,000 mile warranty. And it's only during Ewald's, Ewald's auto show sales events. Log on at EwaldAuto.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Just jump on it. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> Jump on it! Jump on it! Jump up! Slow down! On 94.5 ESPN. For a significant portion of that Super Bowl game, Travis Kelsey, the most famous gentleman in the game hands down no questions asked because you know what guys my six-year-old and my four-year-old know Travis Kelsey okay my four-year-old was like Travis Kelsey is Taylor Swift's boyfriend I was like yes that's also true had one catch one target actually so I understand why Kelsey was frustrated wanted to be a little bit more part of the game right felt like he could change things now there is an interesting nugget that came out about Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and basically how Kelsey is out there riffing, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he'll run a play, but he they have this like unspoken chemistry, much mm-hmm. like what Rodgers and Devante had, where he can kind of just go out there and be where he needs to be and Mahomes will find him. In fact, at one time, I think that's why he and another receiver were in the exact same spot, kind of running the same route, just about three yards apart. But people got real fired up, too, when Kelsey was fired up. And gotten Andy Reid's face. You saw the game. You saw the clip. What was your immediate reaction to Kelsey giving his coach a little shove? You don't do that. You do it to your position, coach. I've done it to Andy. <laughs> Gone over and screamed um, at him about Holmgren. But Andy knew enough. You don't approach a head coach in the middle of a game. He's just out of line. He's out of line. And you get frustrated, but... Man, you can't do that to a head coach. And I'm sure they're going to have a discussion about it. I'm sure Kelsey will apologize. But I think it was more about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Coach, do you understand who I'm dating? I'm not dating Miley Cyrus. I need catches or she's going to dump me. I don't want to date Queen Latifah. 
what the hell? <laughs> this is your Maybe hierarchy. You workshop. I mean, you should have <laughs> workshopped that joke before we, you know. Cyrus and Queen Latifah. Before we got a Queen Latifah punchline in there. It's just, I immediately went to him being selfish. Kelsey? Yes. It would be it would be one thing too if they were absolutely dominating the game, right? Then I would be like, "Shut the bleep up! Your team is rolling, your team is cruising. Like, trust your head coach that this is the game yeah. plan that is going to win you another Super Bowl ring." But they were struggling offensively. But like, that's they, what they are. Not, that's why you take him away. Which is what you were saying yes. all week long should be the game plan mm-hmm. for the 49ers. So I appreciate that they were listening because we know that the Niners were listening to the show. They. <laughs> Waited. We're aware. <laughs> yes, we're, they, we're just they made their presence aware. very, very known. Uh, Gabe, did you have the same reaction that it was totally unacceptable? Because there was an absolutism I saw on social media, much like Chewy said, like you never ever make contact with the head coach. It's a respect thing. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it depends upon their relationship, right? Like when the way Andy brushed it off after the game, and I guess it's easier to do after you win the Super Bowl. But the way Andy brushed it off after the game, saying he, that he loved it. And that he loves Kelsey and he loves the passion and he didn't have a problem with it. If Andy Reid doesn't have a problem with it, why should I have a problem That's with it? That's kind of how I felt as well. Because mm, they won. Does it change the fact right? that... Winning makes it a lot oh, better. 100%. Yeah. Does it change the fact that he was mad because he wanted to be out blocking for Isaiah Pacheco? Like, he wasn't asking for the ball. He's saying, don't take me off the damn field because I'm going to make that block. He was mad because Noah Gray, his replacement, missed it. So to me, it's like, yeah, the guy's saying, I'm Travis Kelsey. We we win or lose with me. That's how did you how know that? I didn't see that anywhere. I thought they were I thought the whole thing was we're gonna keep that in house. I'm gonna keep that between us. Where well, did the report It was come? following the play. It was following the play that Pacheco fumbled on is when he went after him. So Noah Gray was the lead blocker. You, you don't go after the head coach. I don't care how you're gonna paint this thing. You do not go after the head coach. I don't care what you say. You just don't. It, because it's a respect thing, right? It's yeah. respecting the position. Yeah. It's respecting the authority. You vent to your tight end coach, you know, and scream at him up and down, and then he takes it wherever he wants to go with it. But, but if Andy's play calling, then isn't he the guy who determines the personnel groupings? I couldn't imagine doing that to Holmgren. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of things you can't imagine with Holmgren. Like talking to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking him in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an unfair comparison. But what I'm saying is, like, so you always also say that on a coaching staff, and as they continue to get more and more bloated, my guess is that the circle is is tighter. What if your positional coach, you know, if you're a wide receiver or tight end, but you know as a player, that's not one of the positional coaches that the old head coach listens to, but you've got a great relationship then, with the head coach. Can you go up to him? that Not not in the manner in which Kelsey did it, but can then you go up to Andy and be like, hey, man, what are we doing? I'd go to Mooch. So if you look at our staff, then yeah. I would go. Let if if the tight end coach was one of those coaches that yeah. the head coach didn't really listen to, I, I'd go to Mooch. You know who was the quarterbacks coach yep. at the time? Because you, so you would go to I'd be like a Mooch. Coach what are we? Knew was what are circle. we doing? You know. So here's where I oftentimes will try to relate sports to real life, and I was not going to do that in this case because. In no other professional setting can you walk up to your boss and stand there and kind of like spittle in his face your frustrations. Gabe is blink, blink, blinking. Uh, Are we sure about that? (laughs) Because sometimes people do that. I can say who, I I can say when, but occasionally that happens. Mine's with (laughs) Mooey. Me? Who? 
me. <laughs> um, but but to me, the passion and the, like, just the the aggressiveness that football requires, it almost feels like you're asking guys to like check that. When you're in the midst of a game, those emotions are even more heightened, aren't they? And so there was a part of me that was kind of like. You want a guy like Kelsey who wants to be in the game, to be on your team, to be on your sideline, and to ask him then to diplomatically express those feelings to me feels a little ridiculous. Am I wrong about that? Like, in the heat of battle, guys. We had Super Bowl 32. I probably, you've heard this story a bunch. Scat? Scat. Yeah. We knew it. Andy was the quarterback's coach. Holmgren and Lavat, and they're screaming at one or one another on the sidelines. I would have never thought of going over there and screaming they're like, "Take the flipping stupid scat call off, and we're fine." Scat is what? Scat's a free release for the back. Take the scat off. He checks the linebacker and then releases. That's why we got toasted by Atwater twice, I think, and Brett fumbled. It's that simple. But you're, and we knew it was uncomfortable in the game, and Andy was right there, and he knew how. That uncomfortableness kind of carried over the whole game. Maybe that's why Andy was prepared for things like that to happen and why he brushed it off like, no, we can't let this der- derail the train. Because it kind of detrailed, de- derailed the train in Super Bowl Thirty Two. Well, and I will say that that's something that we do need to touch on just briefly is the experience that the Chiefs brought into that game, right? You're talking about Andy there being a part of your uh, regime and your generation Mm -hmm. of winning and Patrick Mahomes obviously there and Kelsey is there. It did surprise me a little bit that the magnitude of the game was getting to him a little bit. Because you guys have been there, done that. Yeah, You know, that's the thing about Mahomes when he's out there in overtime, he's unflappable. You know, and I think that plays a huge role in being able to... Yeah, he's... He's Win the, the goat game. now. He's the goat. Well, now. and they he's trailed. the goat now. Oh yeah. How are you going to put him over Brady just because he's so young? It goes back to Kelsey and Kittle. You give him the combine test. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to run circles around Brady, right? From an athleticism. From standpoint? an athleticism. I mean, sure. some of those throws he makes are body going this way, sidearm. It's just got unbelievable awareness. But looking at the box score now. Um, they rode McCaffrey way too much. I mean, Kittle has two catches for four yards. But Kittle's more of a blocking type. And then Debo has three catches for 33 yards. He got hurt. Both those players were out with injury at points. Kittle was? Yeah. Yeah. There were were different points where they thought they weren't riding McCaffrey enough because they'd come out and pass three times and punt and be like, why are you not giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Running the ball is what has worked for you. And also, Brock Purdy had some really bad throws. Yeah. Throwing to guys' feet, overthrowing receivers. Like, like Brock Purdy didn't answer any questions for me in that game, guys. You know, where people were like, is he really good? Is he a product of the system? Is he, you know, just a game manager? He didn't answer definitively anything for me. Yeah, but again, that Kansas City defense is probably even still better than most people want to give it credit for. Ah, they better than the Niners? Uh, they're on that same plane. They are. And I didn't think that they were. God, right. my kingdom for a Fred Warner, guys. Yeah. Every time yeah. I watch the 49ers, I'm going, if we could just get a guy like that who's all over the place, lateral, up and down, like That's that would be Kelsey wonderful. Struggled. They basically were putting him on Travis Kelsey and saying, don't let him get five yeah. yards. And that was yeah. that worked for much of the game. For the first half, they yeah. did nothing. Really? Again, I, I, I would go back and look at the play-by-play. 
I feel like Kelsey did the majority of his damage in the last two possessions. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. No questions asked. Uh, let's put it on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll, because Chewy is very strong that you never, ever do what Travis Kelsey did, even though Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey afterward kind of kissed and made up. And Andy had a great line, guys. I'm not sure you saw it about him testing out the hip. You know, because Andy has a new hip. Yeah. You know? And uh, he said that basically it looked worse than it was because he was he was off balance. He caught him off balance a little bit. He said, normally I'd give it back to him, but I didn't have any feet under me. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if they lost, though. How we would have approached that. He probably still would have brushed it off, but he's like, yeah. come into my office here. Yeah, I can't imagine Andy, even if they would have lost... Like, Andy has the reputation of being a player's guy. Yeah. He ain't throwing anybody under the bus. Chef Ed weighing in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line, totally uncalled for. I had money on the Chiefs, but when that happened, I said, sit him. We'll take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Roll on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You guys like that Patrick one? Patrick Mahomes, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He told him to go over there. It's professional sports. That's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> Run some laps, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready to upgrade the concrete surfaces in your floors, uh, on in your home, rather? Let me tell you about Showtime Floors and Floor Shield. It's used by military bases, airports, businesses, but what do you care about? Your house. Well, they use it at homes, too. Floor Shield is designed to beautify and protect your concrete surfaces. It's eco-friendly and non-toxic. You can actually use it on patios as well because it's UV-stable, so it can handle the sun that we will eventually get here in Wisconsin. Showtime Floors offer same-day installation, a 15-year warranty against wear, and you can find offers of 10% off when you mention ESPN. Get more information by visiting ShowtimeFloors.com. That's ShowtimeFloors.com. And tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But remember he said uh, his birthday? Yeah. Maybe we get a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and, every, and everyone's like, oh, look at our horny little boy. We're so <laughs> Good for him. Like everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it. On 94.5 ESPN. Dick from Elkhart Lake weighing in on our ESPN Milwaukee talking text line saying, I believe Kelsey would not have been in Reed's face if he wasn't showing off for you-know-who sitting up in the suite. First thing I thought of. Yep. Why do dudes do that? Why? Yeah, why? Uh, I don't know. I just see it as selfish. Is it testosterone? Is that the answer? Hashtag testosterone. I mean, like I, I've done that to a position coach before, but never the head. But coach. not because your girlfriend was sitting up in the booth. And I'm, uh, I'm not sure, Joshy. I'm buying. I want to block more. I want to be out there blocking. <laughs> How does it feel to be six six, two hundred seventy pounds, and have to like fragile masculinity this all the time about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? You got. You should be over this. You are a man amongst boys. And you're so concerned about about Taylor Swift? All goes back to Charlene. <laughs> right, Gabe? I'm not sure which one you're going. You can't say the ism and then not apply it. Did you see him after the game? Yes, yeah, smoochy, smooch, smooch. Yeah. No, 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 no. On the, on the singing Elvis and stuff like that. That is 
typical self-praise Wait a minute. You just won the bleeping Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Just because Reggie made sure you guys didn't have a good time doesn't mean people after you can't have a good time. Is that it? 100%. Is that it? Oh, you didn't get to celebrate. No. (gasps) PTSD? I think it's PTSD. Is that what that would be? Or is it more of a shart and fart? No, it's not shart and fart. No, this is uh, a, I didn't get to do it, so you don't get to do it. But that's not PTSD. What is that? Just that? We'll just call it that. (laughs) Our post game was boring. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have any booze in the locker room. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I guess I can go shave my goatee now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys not even do like the post party? Because that's like famous that they do that now, where both teams have a party. Yeah, the winner is obviously a lot more fun than the losers. Correct. But like, that's where people really get wild. Did you guys not do that? Ah, uh, we did, but we ducked out because we had our own parties. Wait, you guys didn't even party together as a team. Uh, we did for a little while. And then you were like, Deuces. But it's all, it's the glommers. You know what I mean? Probably a lot of corporate stiffs up there. Yeah, a lot of glom. That's the most annoying thing in all my days of playing is the executive, some of the executive executive committee members come in the locker room before the game. You're like, oh, I don't know who like, you are. Uh, I'm serious. Are they wearing a suit? Yes. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Did you even know all those people? No way. Uh, I live next to one of them. (laughs) So one. No, he knew one. No, no, no. no, He's not even guaranteeing (laughs) he knew that one. (laughs) I think he knew two. He had known Bob and then whoever his neighbor was. No, I I knew a handful. Well, because I get my cars from. Who's the guy up there? Beats me. Yeah. Come on. You Bill Automotive. Bergstrom. Bergstrom? Bergstrom. I don't know. Why don't you just rattle off a bunch of auto dealerships yeah. and we'll tell you which ones we have partnerships with. Anyway, what were tickets going for the Super Bowl? Something like nine grand, yeah. eight grand, seven grand. Kind of common. And then two guys decided that they didn't care about spending eight grand and wanted to streak at the game. No, 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 no. What? No. Don't insult streakers like that. But that's Those, what they did. No, they didn't. They didn't streak? You, if you have pants on, you're not streaking. I, I need to see, see some it, cheeks. Gabe, Body they didn't band? show it on the broadcast. No, just shirtless. Yeah. Dude was wearing regular pants. You could see it on social media. They didn't get far either. I, Bad I, awareness. I, I tell you what, a, a good amount of my buddies, no parties, no nothing, watch it themselves. Yeah. Which is what we all did, right? Yeah. 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 What does that to say? Who cares? We I think fatigue. I think that says fatigue. Eh, well, I, just I was, don't think we like people that much. I, I, I work at five in the morning. Yeah, I, That's I was, a large reason. I was fatigued from moving all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Which brings up a really good point, guys, because today, not for us, because we have to talk for the next you know hour and a half or whatever it is. We but get like, to, Jen. Thank you very much. <laughs> we get to, not have to. Um, but not a lot of people are going to get a lot done today. Like most people won't, actually. This has got to be one of the most unproductive days in the entire calendar. Right? Do you care though? What do you mean? Do you care? I bet your bosses care. No, no, no. Well, I'm saying actually, I could. If they you're not productive, I get yelled. At. No. Did you care about the game? I could have cared less about the game. Uh, I mean, I cared about it because I can't believe you guys yeah. don't have fatigue. Football fatigue? I can't no. You are advocating Chiefs for football fatigue. fatigue. Yeah. Yes, but again, as we discussed earlier, if the Chiefs would have lost, guess that who? Guess who would have won? The Niners. Yes. Chewy, I didn't play in two Super Bowls, so I don't really get fatigued of it. It's still pretty fun. To yeah, me. but you just said <laughs> you said you were the fatigued of the Patriots. The though. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the country was fatigued of the Patriots. Now, if they win six Super Bowls, maybe I'll be fatigued by that time. But I'm still fun and 
in wonderment about Patrick Mahomes, who has the best career start to anybody in NFL history. Yes. Just backing up our point about the game being boring for the first half, Hembo just threw up a statistic on ESPN's getup saying the Chiefs had 16 total yards in the first quarter. Yeah, they had them figured out. (laughs) That's what it said. They had them figured out. Um, I want to talk about unproductive days, guys. What do you think is the most unproductive day? Is it the day after the Super Bowl, or is it too niche of a crowd that were fully invested that would be affected by the Super Bowl to have an unproductive work day? Fourth, Fourth of July, 5th of July. Fourth to the fifth? Yeah. I'd say the third, if it's on a weekend or the day before Fourth of July, that's a bad one. Also, the days between Christmas and New, New Year's, Year's, if oh, you got to go to the office. office. That entire week is <laughs> I a actually ghost would argue that the days leading up to Christmas, you're less productive than the that window in between. Pre-Thanksgiving, too, the day before Thanksgiving, it well, feels like because we all need a vacation, because we're all planning family things. That day before is like... And that's why I think the days leading up to Christmas are less productive. Because guess what you're not doing at work? Work. Work. You're Mm -hmm. buying presents. You're catering your meal. You know what I mean? You got all of these things on your to-do list you got to check off. And you're not doing those in your free time. I'll tell you that. Did you just sneak in the rich person thing there? What? The rich person thing? Catering a meal. It doesn't have to be a rich person thing. You could cater from cousins, our friends over at cousins. Mm-hmm. We did try to kick save in a you know try to kick save that one and, over there. And <laughs> it was a beauty. Thank you. I do want to add we not necessarily catered, but we did go to Bunzel's and get ourselves our uh, our ham for the Christmas this year. You I can purchase it there and heat it. It's perfect. Delicious. I thought you were going to say your ham for the Super Bowl. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going over to Josh's for no. now. I mean, it's Sunday. We you know. nachos and pigs in a blanket. And I made the chili bar. You guys know I'm a big fan of the chili bar. You know, you get the all the fixins and the noodles and whatnot. Everybody goes up and does whatever they want with their chili bowl. Anyway, unproductive days. July in the Julys is the summer just generally speaking production is down around here. Are people just like ducking out early? <laughs> well, in traffic the is light. Today. You think people are taking the day off? So that's, I think that's the goal, right? If you're somebody who thinks that today should be a national holiday. I do. You gotta, you gotta rally enough people to take the day off because that's eventually what happened with Black Friday. Like Black Friday used to be a work day. Are you serious? Like it was the day after Thanksgiving. And then enough people are like, yeah, ah, you're right. Yeah. Screw it. We just got to give, we got, we got to pair Friday with Thanksgiving because so many people aren't coming in. Friday's unproductive. So most companies at this point just punt on Black Friday too what? and give you that as a day off along with Thanksgiving. What do Europeans take off? Friday? Everything Friday or Monday? <laughs> four months in the summer? No, 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 no. Because are, are they on a four-day Three work hours week? in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you rather They've have really a... really got it figured out, is I guess what we're getting at here. Would you rather have a Monday off or a Friday? I'll take Monday all day long. But then Tuesday becomes your Monday. Yeah. That's fine. And then Blammer Thursday's right around the corner. <laughs> For those of us that don't celebrate. <laughs> now that should be a holiday. <laughs> Blammer Thursday. You just want every Thursday off or just the afternoon? Friday. <laughs> but Monday's the better day off, you just said. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'm looking at a website. Yeah, I'm looking at a website right now, guys, that actually is able to monitor the most unproductive days of the year. And the way they do it is they are a business software company, so they actually can tap into how much the software is being used. Uh, it says, for kicks, I decided to dig into our site analytics and measure exactly how large the traffic dips are all throughout the year. The weird thing is they don't have it aggregated by uh, 
most to least or least to most. It's it's in chronological order. <laughs> so January so, 1st all the way through yeah, December so, 31st. So let me just tell you, January 2nd, let's go New Year's Day. Production is down 39%. See, this doesn't make mm. any sense to me because at what point were people working on January 1st? You know what I mean? So like they have to have a baseline, right? They have to have like a standard yeah. that they are mm-hmm. then measuring against. So 39% is pretty freaking big, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's big. also like, again, that's mostly a holiday for That's everybody. what I'm trying to say. New Year's Eve, same thing, 38%. Production is down 38 and 39% on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And those are not the biggest numbers. The biggest number is Christmas Day, 55%. But again, are they measuring it versus other Christmas days or are they measuring it versus the average work day? My guess is average work gotta day. Got to be. Like Christmas Day witnesses the largest decline, 55% less activity than normal. It says normal. So Christmas Day is number one. Christmas Eve is a close second with 49% less work getting done than a normal work day. And then it goes, I'm guessing New Year's Eve. Wow, but you're right, Joshy. That whole stretch... December 23rd, 30% down. Christmas Eve, 49, we said. Christmas Day, 55. December 26th, 39% down. To 27th, 30% down. It does creep back up. The 28th to the 29th, it goes back up to 20 and 14%. So people are at least getting some work done on those days. <laughs> you know, you got to show face a little Still, bit there. You can't take that entire week off. Thanksgiving, 35%. 4th of July, 32%. So again, most people aren't in the office. I think we need to go based on days in the office mm-hmm. where production is down. And I got to be honest with you guys, they don't even have the Super Bowl on here. Well, yeah, because that kind of rotates. Yeah, it moves. Yeah, so, how, so you'd have to... So you'd have to take a look at every year, yeah, the day after the, the Monday Super Bowl, after the, you know, and see what it is. Uh, Easter really getting the uh, short end of the stick here, guys. That whole Easter stretch is ten percent, ten percent, sixteen percent, thirteen percent. On Easter Sunday, work is down sixteen percent. But again, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Are a lot working? of people are a lot of people getting stuff. Well, done? would you be in favor of moving the Super Bowl till Saturday? Super Bowl Saturday? Yeah. Eh, I thought maybe it might not roll off the tongue, but it did. You got Sunday off. You do have Sunday off, but I don't know. Like, I like Gabe's angle better. Yeah. You keep the Super Bowl on Sunday yeah. and, and you give you Monday off. Give us, the, yeah. give us the free day. I'm All trying right. to steal one. Like, yeah. I mean, we ask this every year. Off. I wonder if people are still, you should have the Monday after the Super Bowl off, right? Like, nobody's going to vote for going to work on Monday. Even those Monday. who didn't watch the Super right, Bowl exactly. are going to vote for the free Although, day off. Were there people that didn't watch the Super Bowl? I just assume with the crosshairs of Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl, the numbers got to be through the roof, right? Yeah. So you're thinking we got to 300 million? How many people normally watch the Super Bowl? 100 to 120? Seriously? Yeah. No way. What? You think it got to 300? That's what I'm... I do not know. What do you think it got to? 200? No. Probably around... 175? 130. I mean, they didn't even show her in the first half. I mean, what are they called? Swifties? Yep. What are they, just sitting there watching the TV until they show her in the booth and... I love that you said, what do they call her? Swifties. Like, if <laughs> He's my, aware. Yeah. Uh, if my kid has an elephant and it's pink and I go, what do you want to name it? She goes, Pinky. You know, like, so the E on the end of the word is a pretty standard nickname. <laughs> Especially in sports board. locker rooms. <laughs> I can say in my house. Wait, what's your nickname? 
Chewy. That's a good point. <laughs> Joshy over here. Yeah. Uh, in my house, there was a lot of Taylor Swift glimpses missed because they weren't watching the game, staring at their phones, watching clips of when she was shown previous. So I was going, oh, look at Taylor and Ice Spice in there. Huh? That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> That's an excellent And who's point. Ice Spice? She, Is that a person? Yes. What? She's a rapper. Wow. Uh, by the way, uh, most watched Super Bowl, 114 million. Ooh, what year? Last year? Uh, tw- uh, 2014. So it was the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That was a good one. What was the other game that went into overtime? Super Bowl. Mm. The other one Kyle Shanahan was involved in. Atlanta? Atlanta, New England <laughs> went oh, into OT. yeah. Okay. There's a part of me that is enjoying the uh, Niners licking their wounds this morning. <laughs> <laughs> No? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. A little shirt and farter going on. Oh, oh, yeah. Making sure I wasn't alone in that. I'm a shirt and farter. You've heard me talk about Professional Construction Inc. over the years. We have enjoyed having them help us with our home projects. As you might know, we're not the most handy people. We can handle some things around the house, but for the big ones, we call our friends over at PCI. Mike and Michelle operate a family-owned company. They believe in building relationships, and they are exceptional at what they do. If you need any help... In the remodeling area, or maybe you're building a new home, or you got a project you can't handle, talk to my friends over at PCI. Their website is professionalconstructioninc.com, professionalconstructioninc.com. They are also growing and hiring carpenters to lead field crews. So if that sounds like you, go to that website, seek out the information. Maybe you can join the PCI team. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Hey, everyone who I let try borscht likes it. They don't love it. But it, it's, not, it's a liver. What, a, what an endorsement. Your, this is your but, 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 Hold on. There's your airline, guys. Good luck. I don't even have to talk anymore. On 94.5 ESPN. Man, I wish that y'all could hear the conversations now that the big guy's back in studio with us that we have during the breaks. Uh, let's say what we can say. Reba McIntyre. Uh, so it's a little bit of a, t- and we don't have a ton of time here, but a little bit of a controversy because the prop bet that we had on the national anthem was at the end of the first brave. Mm-hmm. That's when it ended. So you got a bunch of people at home with their stopwatches timing the national anthem. I believe it was one thirty, right? And it was it was yep. 0.5 over under. under. And the first brave ends. We clicked our watches. It was like one twenty seven under. But then everybody on social was like, nope, it was over, it was over, it was over. I'm pretty sure all of the prop bets, and maybe I'm wrong, ended at the first Brave. Mm-hmm. So when she tacked on that second home of the Brave, yeah. that didn't count, but a lot of people thought they had won because it had pushed it over 130. Well, controversial. How was the halftime show received? I thought it was fine. The same as every halftime show ever. Either you loved it or you hated it. Yeah. It's, it's the way that every halftime show was ever received on social media. I thought media. it was really good. Yeah, uh, it was fine. The songs were all hits. Yeah, it, it was awesome. doesn't have a lot of hits, though, does what? it? Excuse me? That's what, I'm just going off of what... The best dude was the, the, the rake. The dude that got in a car accident. <laughs> Post Malone? Yeah. You think he got in a car accident? Well, he did that on purpose? <laughs> to his teeth? Yes. You think he's Jaws? I mean, what, like, what, what, what is that? From, no, 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 what is it? What does he Those have on his grills. teeth? Yeah, it's he called thinks, a grill. He thinks he got into an accident. He thinks he got curb stomped. Is what he <laughs> <thinks>. <laughs> so how do those go on? 
You just put just them over your Is over that like a teeth. mouthpiece? Yeah, yeah, it's like a retainer. But uh-huh. very oh. expensive. Yeah. But they come. he takes them off to sleep at night and stuff? I'm not that okay. That's I haven't been cool. in his house when he slept. I don't know if he takes them out. Can't tell you. Can neither confirm nor deny. From what I know about Post Malone, he probably forgets a time. Yeah. <laughs> probably bad for his choppers. Was I supposed to know him? Post Malone? Yeah. I don't think anyone expected you to no, know no. Post okay. Malone. You specifically know. I you would have not expected you to know. You asked us earlier about Malone. Ice Spice, although Post Malone is more famous than Ice Spice is. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good voice. I just... I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know he had a good voice. Is it because of the things? You, you think You think the as you called it? Did, did Post Malone's grill make his voice sound better? <laughs> his rake. His rake. <sighs> Might get one of those. You know you don't have to stand for America the Beautiful, right? Are we in agreement on this? Well, oh, but they yeah. asked you to stand before. But why? They asked you to please stand because the colors are out there and everything. So you're going to stand for it. Wait, okay, okay, time out. That's a difference. If the colors are out, right, if the flag is out, mm-hmm. I suppose you stand at attention for the flag. Yeah. But we all are in agreement that America the Beautiful is not the national anthem. Correct. It doesn't deserve the same distinction as the national anthem. Correct. You, I mean, It's you, very much riding the national at- anthem's coattails here. Yeah, I mean, you stand. I mean, I don't think you have to do the hand over your heart or the, you know, obviously not the salute yeah. thing if you're a military member. But That's the JV game. Yeah. Right? It is the JV game. Yeah. It's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> you know, you're there. You might as well be, you know, okay, I'll stand uh, and pay attention. Tell you yeah. what, I'm not arriving for the JV game, okay? <laughs> you know me. I probably arrive five minutes late for the varsity game. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Big second hour. Don't forget, we have Rob Domofsky coming up at the bottom of our 8 o'clock hour. Stick around. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy continues next on 94.5 ESPN.